oh, you're being gay? Good job. Carry on. Heartstopper by Alice Osman. Hi, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Diana. And this is the Strange Love Book Club, a podcast where we talk about queer literature. And this episode, we're talking about Heartstopper by Alice Osman. Um, and we're joined by some special guests, Jamie and John. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, you two. We're happy to have you here. Why don't we jump straight into 30-second recaps? Let's do it. Who wants to go first? I think youngest should go first. John? Oh, gosh. Okay. Um... Okay, well, we need to set a timer. <laughs> Jamie, will you set a timer for <laughs> Yeah, me? sure. Just of, like, the entire thing? or like Yeah, you have to do volumes. The whole thing. You have to attempt, yeah, attempt to explain everything that happens in all four volumes in 30 seconds are you ready okay so that's like less than 10 seconds per one you got like eight seconds per volume are you ready for that okay ready set go okay so it starts with charlie getting into this new class and finds out that he's sitting next to this uh rugby king nick nelson and basically falls in love with him instantly and they just strike up a friendship and things escalate and they eventually kiss at a party and and then they start secretly dating for a while and then they go to Paris. Time's up. <laughs> okay. That could have been that could have been worse. You approached that and you were very calm about it. You didn't hit everything, but you did pretty good. I just wanted to spend the majority of the time on the first volume. Yeah, and it's like now that now that you've explained with. that, it's easier for us to go further into the other books. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie, you can get more into like the second book. Uh, I don't remember what happens in that one. I don't know. Just wing it. Okay. John, will you count her in? <sighs> hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Okay, so basically the story starts with Charlie, the only openly gay kid in his all-boys school. And he's put into like some kind of homeroom class with Nick Nelson, rugby lad. And they become friends, but they're actually in love. But Nick doesn't realize that he's in love yet. But over time, he does realize it. And then they, oh, and then uh, Charlie joins the rugby team and then they fall in love and then they start dating secretly and then they do go to Paris and then they start dating openly. Time's up. Okay, so you guys basically covered the same thing. So it I'm actually going to cover it. was really <laughs> hard, Diana. I'm actually going to cover stuff that you didn't cover. Yeah, but I mean, we like completely left off volume four. And both yeah. those recaps. And That's the hardest also- one. I just didn't have enough time to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> However, I will say this is both of your first times doing 30 second recaps. So I guess, and you aren't just recapping one book, you're recapping four. So I'll give you some credit for that. Okay, someone count me in. Three, two, one, go. Charlie joins the rugby team. Nick and him kiss at a party. Um, I don't know what happens in book two, actually. They're just cute. They get in a fight. They go to Paris. We start realizing that Charlie has an eating disorder um, and he's really struggling with it. Um, and then they come out to everyone when they're partying at um, in Paris. And then they go to the beach and Nick's really, really worried about Charlie. Um, and he's trying to help him, but he really can't. And he realizes that it's a much bigger problem than Nick can handle. So he goes to his mom and then they eventually, um, but then uh, Charlie just has a bad time. I always freak out at the end. It's hard. It's scary. Yeah. Forgot about the eating disorder part. My heart is beating so fast right now. 
<laughs> oh yeah, the fourth one's really dark. Okay, Caitlin. I love that one. Why don't you we count you in and you try and cover more of the the last one? I think you got the last one pretty well. Okay, well then you do whatever you want with your your you time. Forgot that um, Nick gets a new dog. <laughs> oh yeah, most important detail. <laughs> it's really cute. He's so small in the comics. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Three. Are you timing me or am I timing me? You time yourself, but I'll count you in. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, this is a story about Nick and Charlie falling in love. They're at a British boys' school. Um, and then we haven't talked about any of their friends. Um, so Charlie's best friend is Tao, um, and he falls in love with Elle, and Elle loves him back. Um, they go to Paris, and they have this great queer friendship group. Um, Nick is, his dad is French, which is really cool. Um, fourth book, um, Charlie has an eating disorder, and um, they have to work through that, and he goes to uh, inpatient care. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. I think we really, in the end, hit all the big points. I know. I agree. Well, I was like, I wasn't intending to talk about all their friends, but I'm like, we didn't was, mention any of their friends. I was going to suggest beforehand that you just try and cover all of the minor characters, but then I was like, no, I'm not going to, like, force her to do that. <laughs> so I didn't. But then you did it on your own. Yeah. Well, I think we need to mention them because they're cool. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump straight into five-star ratings. Is everyone ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Juan. Thanks for all of your excitement. Okay, so the first, so we're rating different criteria in the book out of five stars. The first one is writing style, which I think in this case, we kind of need to talk about it in terms of um, dialogue, but also art style. So what would you give it? Why don't we keep going in order of youngest to oldest? What would you give it for writing style, John? Uh, is it like, can I do decimals? Yes. Okay. I would say probably about like a 4.75. I think it's pretty good, but some parts are just a little too cringy for me. But which I mean, that's, they're still like, it's all fun because it's such a cute story, but it's still just makes me like all sometimes whenever I read certain things. That's fair. I felt that more with the show than I did with the book. But that's just me. I think it's also because I watched the show first and then I read the comics. And so I just kind of like imagined how they did like set it in the show mm, with like the first okay. two books. I'm like, oh. Well, I also just feel like watching it in person, it's way more cringy than reading it. That too. But it's also Jamie, realistic. What... Jamie, what would you give it out of five stars? <sighs> um... Well, you see, as I have never read any other, like, comic books, I don't know how to compare it to, like, comic book writing. I'd probably give it, like, a 4.25 out of 5. Okay, so pretty high. Yeah, I thought it was good. I'm gonna give it... I'm gonna give it a 5. Wow. And... The reason why is because I like that the art style is pretty simple. Um, I don't know. There's just something very, like, um, simple about, like, the, the dialogue, like, the, the imagery and everything. But, like, not in a way 
not in a bad way, like in a good way. So I just really, I don't know. I just really like that. Um, there's just something so nice about, about these stories. Caitlin, what about you? I'm going five. I think she does a really good job of showing like little moments, you know, like, you know, this Diana, like when you're writing a story and they're just like, kind of like downtimes and you're like, what should my characters say? Like, I feel like she does a really good job. Just like, I, I just noticed that I'm like, they always are saying something like really clever or funny or just like, not like just fillered text. Um, so I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, I feel like Alice makes every sentence count. So even though it's like, very, can be very brief, it really works. I definitely see that. Okay, the next one is plot. What would you give this book? John, would you like to go first again? Or do you want a break? I can go first again. Okay. What would you give plot out of five stars? Plot? Oh, five stars plot. Great <laughs> plot. Everything about it is so good. I love it so much. I love that. What about you, Jamie? I would also give it five stars. Because it was like simple, but very interesting. And kind of juicy. It gets a little crazy yeah. at times. What do you mean juicy? I don't know. It's, it's, it's high school. So it's juicy. Drama. <laughs> I also want to give it a five. Um, even though I feel like, no, like things happen, but it also like just feels like you're peeking into someone's life. So I don't know. I think it's interesting in that way. Because it sort of feels like this story could just go on forever. So I don't know. I think that's interesting. But I would give it a five because I've been reading this for years as it updates. And I, I've still been, I've continued to be interested in it. So I feel like that's a good plot. What about you, Caitlin? Um, do the updates come out in like one like panel at a time? Like what is the updates like? Um, no. So you read it online, didn't you? Yeah. You know how each time you had to hit the arrow to go to the next yeah. one? That would be like one update. That's so short. <laughs> I know. It's really funny, though. Like, it, it is really short, but like, you just learn to really um savor. Savor <laughs> whatever you get. <laughs> savor the panels we got. Um, I'm gonna give it a five. I really enjoyed the plot. Good. Wow. We're scoring this book like super high. These books, I should say. It's a fan favorite. What can you say? It has really it high ratings favorite. on Goodreads. Yeah, it does. Yeah. People really like it. I, um, I've been, like, eagerly anticipating us doing this episode for months now. As soon as I saw the teaser, I was like, I knew I was going to eventually force us to do it. But then it was like, okay, we literally have to watch this show and then immediately do this episode. So I'm really glad that we're here. The next question, the next out of five stars is humor. What would you rate the humor out of five stars? John, you have the floor. Oh, um, oh, I don't know. I probably would have to go with like, hmm. I think it's pretty funny, but I feel like there's sometimes where it's just like not very funny. So I would probably say like a 4.5. That's fair. What about you, Jamie? Um, I was thinking I was going to give it a 4, 
because I do think it was like fun and delightful. But I do think that also while I was like reading and watching it, I found it funny because it was cringy and like teenager-y and not because she was like actually making like funny jokes, if you know what I'm saying. So I was kind of just like making fun of it. But it was still enjoyable to like laugh at the cringy. So what's your final answer? A four. Did I not say that? Well, I, I thought you said at first I was going to give it a four. Oh, so no, I thought I was always going to give it a four. Okay. I think I want to give it a four as well. Because I think there are sometimes where there are jokes and they do land. But then it is a very, it does get like very heavy later in the series. And that's obviously a less funny part, which like is fine. You don't want, we don't need to like make jokes about Charlie's eating disorder or anything. So that makes sense. But also, I agree, Jamie. Like, I feel like sometimes I'm, like, giggling. But it's not really because, like, anyone said anything funny. It's just kind of like, oh, this is sweet or, like, cringy. So I'm going to, like, giggle. So, yeah, I think I'm going to give it a four. What about you, Caitlin? Um, I'll give it a four. For all the reasons. I mean, you guys, you guys already said it. I Yeah. I, like, um, this book is just, like, a lot to deal with. Because they just, like, like each other so much, you know? And it's just, like adults don't like each other like that you know like they they like each other in the way that only teenagers can like each other and the only way you like like the first person you fall in love with so it's just a lot but I I just get a little chuckle out of it you know so I'll give it a four um can I say something else about why I think it's funny yeah um so I like the parts in it where in the pictures it just says like whenever the sister shows up it just says like appears Cause I think things like that are funny. And I like whenever they go out in the snow and Nick or Charlie is wearing like Nick's, I don't know, like winter coat or something. And it just like has an arrow pointing to it. That just says like too big. I think those little comments are really funny. Cause it's like, you don't really need to point that out to us yet. You did. So it's funny. You know what part I think is really funny. Um, I think Charlie telling Nick, he loves him while he's in the shower is really funny. <laughs> Cause why would, because and part of why this was funny is because the first time I read it I thought Charlie walked into the room so he's like looking at Nick's like naked form while he tells him (laughs) and I was like literally what is happening like that is so strange and like inappropriate and then I discovered upon rereading that I was like oh no I think he does say it like through the door which is just like so awkward that it's funny yeah, that's also how I interpreted it with him like coming into the room while he was showering, which I do think is funny if he did that. But after you mentioned that he was like saying it through the door, I was like, I guess that would make more sense. But it's funnier if like Nick is just like in the shower and like whips his head out of the shower curtain and is like, what? I like that. That would be more fun. I think it's funnier if you think that he walks in the, mm-hmm. into the room and sees naked Nick. And then you discover that actually that's not what happened. And what actually happened is somehow, like, more awkward. Uh, Makes me laugh. Oh, to be young again. I know. Um, Okay, so the next one out of five stars is romance. What do we rate the romance? I think I know what most people are going to say for this. But, John, take it away. Oh, five. Definitely. It's so... Oh, I don't know. It's... They're, they're just so, like, in love. And they just always just want to be around each other. And I just think that that's so cute. Yeah. Jamie? I would also give it a five because they're really, really cute. 
and like cringy, but in a cute in love kind of way for teenagers. I am also going to be giving it a five. But my commentary that I want to give is that I really like that in, I don't know if it's in the third or fourth volume, but I like when Nick is talking to his mom about how he's worried about Charlie. And she's like, sometimes you can't be everything for the person you love. Like they need other people. And like, I think showing that in their relationship was also really beautiful because they kind of get into that more in the the fourth one as well. Um, So I thought that was a nice touch to the like, we're obsessed with each other romance in this story. Caitlin, what about you? I'll give it a five. And you know why? Because do you know how down bad you have to be to join a rugby team? Because your crush is on it? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, especially like someone like Charlie is like, oh, I can't tackle someone and I'm scared of getting tackled. But he's like, I'm going to do it because I get to spend more time with Nick. That's just so that's peak romance. What can you do? Especially when you're running the risk that like you're so bad at the sport that they find you on a track. Yeah. Also, um, I should say, for the listeners, we don't plan on doing a queer corner because we're just going to talk about the show and the comics at the same time because otherwise our queer corner would just be about the show. Um, but I did want to say something I really like in the show is when he's talking to his mom and he's like, we started dating like a couple months ago, but I've liked him for ages. And then it like flashes to like when they first meet and like all these cute moments early on. Oh, that was so sweet. I'm dying. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. So what would everyone give this book overall? Factoring in everything, what would you give this book? John, you go first. A five. There's Jamie. not many thing. There's not many critiques I have for it. It's honestly almost perfect. And... I love everything, and I wish that this was my life. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I too wish I was in love, but I don't want to have to play rugby to get that. That's true. <laughs> Jamie, what would you give it? Well, based off of what I ranked it on Goodreads, I gave two of them five stars and two of them four stars. So therefore, four and a half stars. Cool. I'm going to give it five stars because I've read this so many times and it has given me such joy over the many years that I've been reading it um I just have to assert that like I read it first and I read it a long time ago I just feel as though my personality demands that um but I'm gonna give it a five because it's brought me quite a lot of joy um Caitlin what about you I'm going four oh I would not reread this not because it's not good just because it was like I know it's comics but it was a big time commitment because you know there's four different books that's just a lot for me and my brain's slow you know but I really enjoyed it but I would not reread them so I'm giving it a four I feel like part of it part of what's nice about them updating regularly is that you're never sitting down for a long amount of time it's like you wake up you get the notification you read it in bed if you're me you read it in bed first thing and then you just go about your day and you don't have to like think about reading it for um, two more weeks. I'm really pro um, stories that update regularly. Those can be really fun versus having a full book at your disposable. Disposable? Disposal. Yeah. Okay, Caitlin. Sorry. Uh, no, like on May 1st, whenever the last update came out, I was so excited to read it. <laughs> I know, but John, did do you know that Alice is taking a break from updating it? Is she? Yeah, because her mental health has been really bad 
Um, that makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah. So she was like, I'm going to take a few months off. Well, uh, and part of that, at least the way she's explained it, is like she's been working on like so many different projects that she's just like burned out. So she's like, I don't want to like finish this comic where I'm like not even like enjoying the process. So she's taking a few months at least a few months off from updating so we all have to wait unfortunately that is so sad i know it is sad but you got to do what you got to do so i can respect that um shall we move on to questions yes okay would you like to go first jamie oh okay i guess my question is who is your favorite character and why I can go first. My favorite character is, I don't know who my favorite character is. I'm actually going to pass the baton to Caitlin. Caitlin, you can go first. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say a few different answers. Okay. Um, shout out to Nick's small dog. Is his name Henry? His name is Henry. That is correct. Yeah. So that's my shout out. Not my favorite character, but I thought that was a nice addition. Um, I don't know her name. The um, rugby coach. Mm, yeah. Um, I love a gay adult thrown in. And then I, not to be cliche, but Nick, he's <laughs> such a good golden retriever heartthrob. He's such a good love interest. Such a cutie. Yeah. Okay, Caitlin, I think you should get to pick who answers the question next. Okay, Jamie can go next. Okay. I would actually, this is maybe a weird answer, but my favorite character, which this person is not in the books, but he is in the show. I really, really liked Isaac. He was really funny and just delightful in every scene he was in. Is that it? Isaac is the, like, third best friend who's just always, like, in the background reading a book and then just makes random comments that are really funny. There's a, there's a third best friend. Yeah, but that's not Isaac. It's yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. All right, let's, like, get some clarity here. <laughs> Isaac is in the show. I think his name is... Alid. Alid? I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he is in the books, but he is the main character of one of Alice's um, novels. And so I guess when they were adapting the comics to the show, they couldn't do... They couldn't have Alid because it would have been too hard to actually, like, get into his plot or something. So instead they just created Isaac, who is similar but not the same character and get, is going to have, like, a different plot line. Um, so does that clear things up? Yeah. But they kind of function the same. Yeah. They serve the same purpose. Yeah. I would say Isaac is funnier than Alid. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, also, I really liked Elle. She was really cool. That's it. Um, who would you like to pick, Jamie, to go next? Um, John. Okay, I... Dang, I'm feeling, um, kind of, kind of like the last person to be picked, and I guess that's fine. Well, you didn't know who you wanted, so I was giving you more time. Plus, John, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Thanks. Okay, John, go ahead. I'm sorry. Other than, like, obviously Nick, I'm gonna have to say Elle. I just really like Elle's character, and just her personality and like kind of development throughout the show. I don't know. Or, and, and the books. Um, but yeah, I just find it yeah. really interesting. And I just think that there's more to, I think 
she can have more like main plots as time yeah. forward. I think my answer, I've I have a couple shout outs as well. First is Nick, because Nick really is quite delightful. Yeah. Um, he's really quite wonderful. Um, so Nick. Um, I do really like Elle as well. Um, and I especially like watching Elle um, in the show because I feel like she got more room to like explore who she is. In the, in the- I think, sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to say one thing about Elle. I think she's like a standout character. Like she like commands like every scene she's in. I don't know if that's because she's beautiful or just like how she acts. But I like every time she was on screen, I was like, give this woman every role she wants. She's awesome. I mean, she is beautiful, but like, I think that's also just like Elle, you know? Yeah. Like, Elle's just a really cool character. Yeah, like Elle is a really cool character. And then she's obviously like a good actress and is like playing the role really well. Yeah. And also I she's just like, love. so like Elle as a character is so likable. Mm-hmm. I feel like... There's just something about. I think too, watching Ellen Tao is so fun because I was I'm de- I've been debating if Tao is my favorite character only because he's so annoying and so abrasive that it's just like kind of fun to watch and I find it relatable. And then Elle is just like so like calm in the face of his like constant like freaking out. It's so Elle is really fun and I like Tao too. But my final answer, locking it in, Nick's mom. Mm-hmm. She's great. I can't wait reading the later bo- the later comics over again. I can't wait to see Olivia Coleman act in some of these scenes. It's just going to be so nice. Nick's mom is great. And then I also like all every single adult that is queer. Boom. Final final answer. I'm done. I won't say anything else on that one. Um I have a follow-up question to my question about your favorite character. Who is everyone's okay. like least favorite character? Because there's so many, like, villains. Okay, can we answer that? And then I ask a question because I have a feeling I have a question that's going to jump off of that really well. Sure. So I just, I just want to, like, reserve my spot line for the next question. Yeah. But I guess I can answer. I think my <laughs> least... I think my actual least favorite um, character is probably Nick's brother. Yeah. No, I was going to say that. It's obviously Nick's brother. Nick's brother. I debated it. I was like, is it Ben? And I was like, I don't think it's Ben. And then I was like, is it Harry? And then I was like, Harry's pretty bad. And then at the last second, I was like, no, Nick's brother. Because Nick's brother, like, should have his back and he doesn't. And that's messed up. Well, all the other characters, like, I'm not saying they have redemption arcs, but, like, they do things that, like, lead them not to be like, this is the worst. But, you know, David, everything he does is bad. Yeah. He's just constantly, like, picking on Nick. Whereas, at least, like, Harry, doesn't he, like, kind of apologize? Or he says something, like, kind of nice one time? Like, David never does that. Yeah, like, Harry apologizes. Harry tries to apologize, and Charlie's like, no, screw that. Like, you don't get to apologize. Which I actually thought was, like, interesting. Well, he says, he was like, thanks for the apology, but I don't have to forgive you. Which is, like... that's like the, I respect. I respect that. I respect it, but I also I feel like that wasn't really in Charlie's character. I feel like that's not really something that he would say. Actually, I think that's kind of the point, though. Like, I think it was supposed to be like Charlie's all like shy and like wouldn't say that, but then he finally was like, "I'm that's, gonna like stand up for true. myself." 
That's and not just like yeah. give into everything that I should do. I guess I just thought it was interesting because Charlie was like, screw you for like doing this publicly where like I have to like kind of like I have to accept it because everyone's around us. Which like I guess like potentially could have been like intentional on Harry's part of like if I do it in front of people then I look like a good guy and Charlie will forgive me and like everyone whatever whatever but I also just thought like sometimes you just apologize at the wrong moment and Charlie I don't know so very interesting but I'm not a Harry apologist so let's move on what are your guys's answers like is everyone in agreement that it's Nick's brother yes Yes. (laughs) okay so my question then was about Ben Hope. And I wanted to know what you guys, well, actually, what was my question? It was, um, yeah, what did you think of the expansion of Ben Hope's character in the TV show? Did you like it? Did you not like it? What do you think? He got worse. (laughs) Because, like, in the books, don't they just have that one like piece of conflict when like Nick breaks it up mm-hmm. whereas in the show that happens like six times and I'm like can we get this man out of here like why do you keep harassing Charlie yeah in the books they have that one interaction where Nick like walks in and like whatever and then they have the p- scene at the party where Charlie like pushes him away and that's like all you see of Ben Hope yeah whereas you can't he's <laughs> can't get rid of him in the show yeah it's like annoying but i also feel like in the show it shows more that he's like actually struggling a lot more and that he's like actually i would i don't know hurt but like is really conflicted with everything that's going on with charlie and how like i guess open he's starting to be with nick and he's seeing that and like think like having so much confliction about his sexuality and stuff Yeah, and handling it, like, in the worst possible way. Yeah. I think it's fair to say that, like, Ben is obviously, like, hurting. Not that, like, someone, like, or Charlie has hurt him, but that, like, in, as a whole, he is, like, going through pain as well. Even though he sucks. And he needs to fix his behavior. Also, I just want to say that that scene where he's... Charlie's walking in the parking lot and Ben appears out of nowhere. I literally started screaming. I was like, jump scare. I know. I was like, this is scary. Like, I feel like all of a sudden, I don't know if it was intentional, but I feel like all of a sudden it felt like we were in like a horror movie or something. And I was like, this man is going to murder this kid. So scary. Yeah. Yeah, Well, it's just like scary in the show specifically. This is why I didn't like, obviously you hate him more in the show, but like, you don't know how far Ben is willing to go. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, there's always that thread of like violence when he's around. So it's just like, obviously very stressful. Like every time you see him in the show, cause you, you don't know his limits, especially cause it veered off from the comics. So it's like, just because he didn't do it in the comics, like he's doing so much more in the show. You're just like, sca- I was just scared. No, I agree. And something to jump off of that, the scene where Charlie like pushes him away at the party in the I think it's in the books too but in the show also like they cut to them running into each other in the hallway they're like in a dark like hallway alone mm-hmm. and then it cuts to Nick like doing something and then you don't cut back for a while to see Charlie like stand up for himself 
And the second time I watched th- through the show, I was like, whoa, I knew what was going to happen. So, like, I knew that Charlie was going to stand up for himself and it was going to be fine. But, like, if you didn't know that, like, there's a lot of, like, like you could be watching the show and be, like, genuinely really scared for Charlie. Yeah. So, so I, I see what you're saying. that, And it's it's troubling. Yeah. Jamie, were you going to add anything? I think that I was, but I don't remember anymore. Okay, that's fine. Can I ask my question? It's a little bit of a lighter. Sure. Okay. Um, A lot of queer people don't have high school love stories like Nick and Charlie. How does consuming this content as an adult make you feel? And how would you have felt if you had this story when you were in high school? That's a big one. I know. It's it's a long question. I just went over my head. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like a prompt to like an essay question on a test. Um, I think I'll try and answer it since the other two are reeling from that long question. It makes me feel good. And I think I started reading this right after I finished high school. And it makes me feel good. But honestly, like, I am not like a queer teenage boy. So like, it only can do so much for me. Yeah. That's 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 my answer. But ask me again when we do the Star um, Shara Wheeler episode, and I might have a different answer for you. I think it's Stara Wheeler. No, okay, that's what I thought, and then I was listening to Casey again explain it, and she said Shara. She said Stara. She spelled it out Stara. I know. I want it on record that she spelled it out Stara, and I've been saying Stara, and I like Stara better than Shara. So if you're okay with it, I'm only going to pronounce it Stara from here on out. But it's spelled yeah. Shara. I know, but she spelled it out as Stara. And I don't know if she was trying to say, like, that you would pronounce it the same way you would pronounce, like, star. But if so, that is terrible, ex- a terrible way to explain how to pronounce it. Yeah, that was not clear at all. Um, but, like, it's spelled Shara, so why would he pronounce Like, why would you write, I don't get it. That doesn't make sense. Okay, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Interesting. But the point is, ask me that same question when we do that episode, and I'll give you a different answer. But, Jamie... John, do either of you want to give your thoughts? Can you repeat the question? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, so a lot of queer people do not have love stories in high school because it takes a lot of people a lot longer to come out, yada, yada, yada. So how did it make you feel reading the story as an adult? And how would you have felt if you had this story when you were in high school? I, okay, whenever I first initially like watched and read the, sh- the show and books I I just really I wasn't really sad at all I just kind of I thought it was just really happy and cute but then whenever I started seeing a bunch of other people talk about how like kind of depressing it is that like most people don't get to have that I'm like yeah like yeah that makes sense but I don't know I still think it's I don't know even as an adult people can still have similar experience well find their person and can have even though it's not in high school and it won't be high school drama there's still it can still be a very similar story as an adult you know john i think that's so wise and also a really good example of that is the little side comics about the teachers the two uh teachers that go on the paris trip because one of those one of the men in that i don't remember his name but one of them them like, didn't realize he was gay until his, like, mid-20s or something. And so he's kind of, like, starting fresh. And so, yeah, I think that's just a good example of, like, there are there are still love stories to be had by all. 
Yeah, I'm so excited for that plot line in the shows. Me too. I literally almost said that um, those two were my favorite characters. But every, and them and the rugby coach. I hope they go more into the rugby coach's life too. Me too. I just, I like every character. That's the problem. <laughs> True. Jamie, did you want to add anything to this question? Not really. Basically, just like I read it as an adult, but I feel like, and like it was really good, but I feel like I would have felt the exact same way if I had read it in high school, just because I would just feel the same way. I don't know. Like it wouldn't really have changed for me because I don't really relate to it. Yeah. For the folks at home, Jamie's just continuously shrugging. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It filled me with giggles, made me feel all giddy. Uh, John, did you want to ask one of your questions? Wait, I didn't get um, to say my answer. Oh, I'm sorry, Caitlin. I didn't realize you didn't say your answer. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that um, when I was coming up with this question and discussion questions, I found like a guide for teachers on like how to teach this book. So I was just thinking it's really nice that like this book exists and like could potentially be like taught in schools because this is a really nice story and not that where we're from, this would ever be taught in schools, but some places it is and that's really nice that stories like this exist yeah i was gonna say this would be a fun book to read in school but then i was also like it's a comic book so i don't know if they would read that in school no schools schools um i've read tons of graphic novels in college seriously Uh yeah well i mean like i'm gonna get up on my soapbox everyone needs to be um get not that you were doing this jamie but i feel like some people can be snobs about graphic novels like it's not reading but it's like, first of all, it is reading. And second of all, can you draw? Can you draw and tell a story at the same time? I don't think so. So everyone just needs to shut up. I can't. I'm sorry. That. Exactly. You can't. Graphic I get novels upset. are just adult um, picture books. And that is just so yeah. fun. I also will say, I keep saying comic book because I keep forgetting the term graphic novel. <laughs> That's, That's okay. why. We, we know what you're trying to say. Um, just to like comment on what you were saying, Caitlin, I think about that with the books I write. I'm always like, oh, I would be so cool to like come to, back to my high school and do like a reading. And I'm like, there's literally no chance in hell that our high school would ever invite me to do such a thing. Like, oh, it'd be so funny. <laughs> anyway, okay, John, would you like to ask a question? Yes, I mean, I have a, I have my answer. I come, I came up with my answer, and then I turned it into a question. Okay. Um, what is like the most, I guess, interesting, like small little changes between the comics and the shows that you, you guys noticed? Don't say my answer, Jamie. <laughs> I wasn't going to. I didn't realize that's where you were going with it until I just started laughing. I Okay. I don't know where you guys were going with that, um, but I was going to give my answer of, I don't know if it's small, but I like when Nick... Nick like tells Charlie like how much he means to him um, because I feel like the first season like sort of alludes more to all of, like Charlie's issues with like his self-esteem and his mental health and so it was nice kind of seeing that arc in this first season where like Nick really gets to say like you're great he doesn't say I love you but he he, he loves him yeah Caitlin changes um let me keep talking about I this dog go. henry oh what about i want henry? that little dog in there um 
Yeah, but Henry wouldn't be in the first season. I know, but I'm itching to see him. Um, <laughs> no, I thought. No, I thought they matched like really, really well. Because I was, I read it, especially volume one. I was reading the comics and I was like, I just watched this on TV. <laughs> okay. so. You know what, John? I feel like you want to like make a statement. So like, stop making us answer this bogus question. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um. So do you want me to answer? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is like a very small detail, but it just kind of shows, it shows the age of these books Um. in the movie theater. Like when they go to the movies, um and i'm talking gonna talk about the show and whenever um harry is like talk like just being obnoxious to charlie and is just like asking him a bunch of stupid questions he's like um what about harry styles you think he's sexy or something like that in the books he says what about zane do you think zane's sexy (laughs) and i just think that's really funny and how the shift of time and how zane is like kind of irrelevant now and harry styles is the relevant one that is really funny. I noticed it immediately and I thought it was so funny. I thought it was very funny that Harry would bring up Harry Styles. Like, I don't know. There's just something very funny about him, like, presumably straight and also, like, being a bully, being like, but what about Harry Styles? Like, he's pretty hot, right? Like, we can all agree that Harry Styles is hot. <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. I, I think that's also why I noticed it, too, because I was like, that's such a weird comment to make. And so I was, like, already on guard for it. And then it was, like, slightly different. I was like, this is hilarious. I thought you were going to say, like, you know how a lot of movie theaters have shifted away from, like, the tiny uncomfortable seats to, like, the big, like, like recliner seats? I thought you were going to say, like, in the sh- in the books, like, they're the uncomfortable seats, but in the show. But that isn't what you said. No. And what you said is more interesting. Um... Can Good I answer one. now? Yeah. Okay. I have two things, actually. One of them is a big change, kind of. And one of them, I'm not even sure if it changed. It might have happened in the book, and I just don't remember. But I'll talk about that one first. I really, really like the scene whenever Charlie's all sad, and he's just like, I wish the, like, wait, I don't even know if this happened in the show. It might have only happened in the comic. I don't know when it happens. But Charlie's like, oh, like, I'm sad. Like, I wish I didn't exist. And then the sister is like, I'm happy you exist. And like hugs him. That seems really cute. That scene is really sweet. That was like, that's like a, that scene is a um, showstopper. That one. I agree. I think that and Nick. Okay. That and Nick coming out to his mom. But I was also going to say that the Pirates of the Caribbean thing was really, really funny. Oh yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Google's. <laughs> Bisexuality after seeing. <laughs> that was funny. That was. I also think it was so funny. <laughs> I think like all the memes about Nick like taking that am I gay quiz and getting sixty two percent homosexual. I think that's like the funny. And then he like had, like a tear rolls down. <laughs> no, I was laughing so hard when I watched that the first time. I was like, that is so funny. It was so funny because he was like, I actually made the same comment when I watched it. I was like. Well, I knew it because I already read, but I was like, oh my God, like he's about to Google, like, am I gay? And then whenever John was watching and he was like, is he seriously about to Google this? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, he is. And then he did. And it was really funny. 
it's just so funny. I wanted to change my Twitter bio to 62% homosexual, but I was like, no one's going to get this. And they're just yeah. going to be like confused. But I thought it was so funny. I also like when he, um, just not to like, just talk about all my favorite parts, but I like when his mom's like, oh, do you like this girl? And he's like, uh, well, her dog died. And then <laughs> Olivia Coleman's face is just like so horrified and confused. Um, so good. Yeah. So actually kind of related to what you just said, but not really. Um Ingrid, she was a big change from the com or the books to the show and I don't like her. You're you're talking about Imogene. Imogene. I knew Ingrid was wrong. But I, that's how much I hate her. I don't even know her name. I did not like her addition. That was also not the original thing I was going to say. I changed my answer again. I now I, I guess I have three answers because I have another thing that's changed. Okay, but she really made me mad. Can I comment on the Imogene thing though? Sure. Okay, I thought that adding her in as like this weird hurdle that Nick and Charlie have to jump to be together. You know, like Nick originally saying yes and then like backing out. I thought that was like sort of unnecessary, and it just like worry and it upset me because like the whole thing about Nick is he's like the polar opposite of Ben like he's not gonna like pretend to like some girl because he's like afraid of who he is like he's gonna like he needs time to figure out his sexuality before he comes out but like he's not gonna like treat Charlie poorly in the process and I just like him like walking out and saying yes to that date like I understand where he was coming from so I'm not trying to judge him too harshly but I just like wish that wasn't included because like it didn't need to happen but no hate to Imogene. She just has a crush. Like, leave her alone. And she handles the rejection well. Yeah, but first of all, like, she's just a character. Okay, the, my thing is, it's really only because, like, they kind of had to have her if they wanted, like, some kind of conflict. Because, like, in the books, it's not Darcy. What's the other girl's name? Tara? Tara. It's, like, Tara. That's, like, the girl that, like, Nick, like, has, like, a thing with. So, but then, like, obviously, like, we find out really early on in the show that, like, she's dating Darcy. So, like, that's not a conflict with Nick anymore. So, it's, like, I get why they added her in. But then it's also just, like, painful to watch her, like, blatantly, like, be in love with Nick. And Nick not, like, care about her. And just, like, embarrass her in front of everyone. Not even on purpose. But it's just, like, girl, realize that this boy doesn't like you because it's painful to watch. And also, like, she annoyed me anyway. But, like, I get why she was added, but I didn't think she was very necessary. Well, don't be a hater to this poor girl who just has a crush. I think she's funny. I think it's so funny whenever she was like, I'm an ally. (laughs) I was going to bring that up. (laughs) And they're just like, thanks. (laughs) I will say I do really like Tara and Darcy. I just wanted to get that on the record that I really enjoy watching. I enjoyed watching their relationship get explored more in the show. Jamie, what was your third answer? Oh, my third answer was I feel like, okay, this is about Tao. Wait, wait, stop. Caitlin, were you going to say something? I was going to talk about Tao. Oh. Okay, well, who wants to go first? What were you going to say, Jamie? I was going to say that in the books, like, I understand. Like, I feel like in the show, Tao is kind of more of a villain than he is in the books. Like, in the books, I feel like he actually just, like, wants to keep charlie safe and like not want him to get hurt by nick but then i feel like in the show at least to me it kind of comes across that he's just like jealous that he's becoming friends with nick and like mad about that so he's just kind of more of a jerk whereas in the books he's like actually just like a concerned friend so like i understand more where he's coming from about everything than in the show no i was gonna say (laughs) 
Tao's hair. <laughs> oh yeah. That was a crime. That was a crime. Because his hair does not really look like that in the comics. And the actor who plays Tao is like really, really cute. And so like if you see his hair styled in like a normal way, he's just like so he levels up by he goes from like a five to a ten, you know? It's just like, why did they do that to his hair? I actually saw a TikTok of a fan theory about this, if you want me to tell you. Okay, so basically what the TikTok said was that, like, Tao's hair is, like, stupid and long in the front but short in the back because he was, like, growing it out with L, but, like, keeping it short enough that, like, he didn't get, like, dress-coded but was still, like, growing it out to be, like, long with her. That's what the TikTok said, and that's the only thing that can, like, let his hair be okay, if that's true. But, yeah, I also didn't recognize Tao when I first saw a video of him with normal hair. You know, I'm mad that in the comics we see a snippet of, like, Tao walking Elle to the girls' school on, like, the first day of her, like, new school. And I thought that scene was really sweet, and I'm mad that we didn't get that. Yeah. So I just want to put that out on the table. However, I hate to say this, but, like, I didn't... I liked Elle and Tao, but I also didn't really, like fully like Tao's a real tough nut to crack you know like I can't figure him out fully um I don't know if this goes along with any other questions but I don't like how in the show I mean I get it because it's for the show because with like with seasons and stuff but I don't like how he finds out about Nick and Charlie that early on because one of my favorite parts Mm -hmm. about the whole Paris trip is the fact that um Nick and Charlie have to like sp- like get split up in the like hotel room beds and they like can't sleep on the same bed and I just think that that's cl- like a great like conflict because it's so stupid but mm-hmm. so funny and that- now it's like I mean I'm sure something sim- there they have to do something similar with that in the show but I just it's not going to be as good. Yeah, I agree. That was also one of my favorite scenes that I wanted to mention. But yeah, now the town knows. It's just like they can't really do that scene unless they're roomed with like another like other random boy that or something or if Tao and Isaac specifically are like you guys aren't sharing a bed because like we are not like we do not want you guys like up to no good while we are in the room so like I guess they could find a way to you know the real elephant in the room with Tao that we haven't discussed is the fact that in the books Tao is the reason people bully Charlie in the first place yeah and they just like cut that out and I don't like I I don't know, like, I just thought that was a really interesting thing to include in the books. And I also thought it was very interesting that it wasn't included in the show. So, like, does anyone have any thoughts on that? Because I just think it's really weird. I do think that's really weird. I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. But, yeah, it's, like, that also explains a lot of, like, why Charlie is, like, reluctant to tell Tao about Nick. And then... That's just not a thing. Like, that would have made way more sense in the show, like, why he didn't want to tell Tao. And, And like, why Tao would, like, get upset and be like, oh. Because, like, I feel like him being upset about that in the book, like, makes sense. But then in the show, it's like, that's not even, like, the reason. However, in the show, whenever Nick's like, he just, like, cares so much about, like, you. (laughs) Like, that's why he didn't want to tell you. (laughs) That was fun, I guess. Like, I, like, yeah, I want Nick and Tao to become besties. Me too, actually. Okay, so I see your point, Jamie, but at the same time, I feel like if Tao did that, then, like, it makes sense why Tao is, like, trying to be so protective now, because, like, on some level, he knows that, like, 
he might have been responsible for like what happened the previous year you know like he's trying to like make up for that but then it also makes sense like I feel like Tao is like really down bad in the show and in the books and in the books it makes more sense because it's like he's actually sort of done something like unintentionally to hurt his friend and so he just like like I feel like he just like really beats himself up over that but it like makes sense and it also is like kind of relatable like I could totally see like if I did something like that like being so mad at myself and so like it's just weird that it's not there but then like there's so much conflict around Tao and like it's just I don't know there's something up with Tao that I just can't put my finger on but Um, I did want to share were you gonna say something Jamie yeah I was gonna I was gonna talk about another scene with Tao that upsets me okay that's fine I just want to put on record that I do have one more thing I want to talk about is it about Tao no okay so um yeah this other scene with Tao in the show really upsets me it's the one whenever Harry like grabs the picture that like him and Elle, like, worked on together and then is, like, being mean to him. And then Tao, like, gets in the fight with Harry. And then Charlie shows up and he's like, oh, my goodness. Like, ah. And then Tao is like, this is all your fault, Charlie. I hate you. But it's just like, dude, you didn't need it. And that's that's what leads to Charlie being like, I wish I didn't exist. And it makes me really sad because, like, that uh, – Harry was just being mean. That wasn't being mean, like, specifically because of anything that Charlie did. Okay, if I might comment on that, um, I I don't think that Charlie only said that because Tao said that, though I do think it was a contributing factor. But I agree, because it's, like, in the book, the thing Tao does that is bad is, like, unintentional. In the show, it's, like, the thing Tao does is just, like, really mean, and is intentional. Like, he intends to, like, hurt Charlie by saying that. Yeah, and it makes me sad. Okay, we gotta move on from Tao, though, because we're <laughs> we, this episode is going so long already. I did want to just say R.I.P. to Oliver, because Oliver isn't in the show. and Oliver's the little brother, Caitlin. Oh, I know you're oh yeah. This. Oliver, every scene Oliver is in is uh, just so delightful. And I'm really sad that we're going to miss out on all of those scenes. And also, Caitlin, to your your obsession with Henry, my, not my obsession, but, like, the thing, I like that, I like, I like when they get Henry, because it shows that time is passing. And similarly, I like Oliver, because at one point he has, like, a missing tooth, like, he lost one of his teeth. And I was like, ah, time is passing. This young, this young boy is growing up. And we won't get that. Yeah. I feel like it'd be very easy to like introduce him like in the next season, but it's still just weird because I feel like he did have some like fun parts in like the first two books. Yeah, I feel like they could add him in like if there's more seasons, but it would be kind of weird. But I think they could still do it if they realize we want him. It's so cute in the first season or in the first book, or I guess it's actually the second book. It's so cute in the second book when like Nick comes over after their first kiss and then they're like drinking tea together and then Oliver walks in and is like you kissing Nick and Charlie's like shh like you can't tell anyone just really cute um did anyone have any other questions um I have one but let's keep this brief okay um okay so what character do you think had the most growth over all four volumes I think it is really hard to decide between Nick and Charlie. 
Yeah. I feel like Nick comes a long way in terms of like he wants to be everything for Charlie and it takes the entire series I think for him to realize like I I can't be that for him and that's okay and it's like better that we have a support system but then I think Charlie really does come like a really long way with his um like all of his mental health struggles um and I think he has like so much more to go to so I feel like they're tied yeah, I think it's going to be Nick for me. Because Charlie seems to... He was, like, starting a lot of growth in Volume 4. So I think over the arc of the whole series, it's going to be Charlie. But I think of just the four we have right now, it's Nick. Because when this man started, he was just, like, a rugby jock. And now look at him. He's just a Out to his whole family, has a boyfriend. Come on. That's true. That's a good point. Jamie, John, anything? Um, yeah, I was going to say Nick, mostly because I've only read up to the four, like the fourth volume. And at that point, I feel like just like a bunch of stuff is like piling up onto Charlie. So he hasn't really started the growth yet where I've read. But Nick has grown and it's so cute. Yeah. And like, not saying that Charlie hasn't had any growth, but it's like he's still got, still got a lot more to go, which is great. But Nick is already like, Still pretty. He, he's he's pretty set right now. He's got everything he wants. Yeah, I think the only thing in Charlie's defense that I want to say is like the start of the story, his negative self-talk is so loud. And then at the point we are at with the updates, but also sort of at the end of the fourth volume, I just feel like the way he he's gotten a lot better at like recognizing that. And I think that's beautiful. As someone who also has a lot of negative self-talk. I love that for him. Chef's kiss. Okay, I had one more question. Can I ask it? Yeah. Okay, it was what scene... Oh, well, I guess we kind of talked about it. But, like, if you had any... that If you didn't get to give your answer um, when we were talking about it earlier, what scene are you looking forward to seeing in the next seasons if it gets renewed? If no one has an oh, answer, I shall just give my answer. I kind of already said it, but the the bedroom scene, the hotel room scene in Paris, because I think that's so funny. But we'll see how they have to do it now since they already made town know. Um, I think what I'm most excited for is like the dinner that Nick's dad comes to, and then his brother's like a jerk, and then like Charlie's sister like yells at him. I think that'll be really good. Yeah, that's gonna be intense. I'm excited um, for Nick to speak French. <laughs> I know that's going to, people are going to lose. If, <laughs> if anyone at this point, I feel like everyone who watched the show and liked it went and read the comics. But if anyone hasn't, they're going to lose their minds when they see that. Yeah. Um, my answer is I'm really excited to see Tao and Elle kiss in the Louvre. I think that's going to be really sweet. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We are done with the episode now. Um, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We're at Strange Love Podcast. Yes, and if you really like us, you can um, please review us on iTunes and tell your friends about our podcast. That would make me really happy. Um, thank you, John and Jamie, for coming on the show. 
It's been a real pleasure. Thanks. Thanks. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. All right. Go gay rights. See you guys next time.